Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to the Upside. Update Packet. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, December 23rd. Sorry, I had to think through that because normally Callie writes it down for me. I do. And, and she didn't. And I and this whole week and this whole month is just weird. Like I think Christmas on a Sunday is really throwing me off. Yeah, it is kind of weird, isn't it? Because it's like today yeah. to in my head, today has been today is Christmas Eve, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Yeah, you've been you've been saying Christmas Eve like it's yeah. Christmas Eve, but it's not. Right. Which is good because that it, means you have like one more day to like, I yeah. don't know, rap or I don't know, watch Christmas movies or that's, whatever you want to do. That's the equivalent of spending all day thinking it's Wednesday and then you find out it's actually Thursday and you realize the weekend's a day closer. It's a great thing. But there's nothing worse than when it's Wednesday, but you spent all day thinking it's Thursday. Yeah. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. Anywho, uh, so today is Friday, December 23rd. If you haven't done your Christmas shopping yet, it's today. Today is your day and then half of tomorrow, uh, but today. And my name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for T-Bird. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for our fireplace that I think is going to come in very handy today. We are recording this as, before the... What are they calling it? An Arctic blast? The bomb cyclone. The bomb cyclone. I'm not really totally sure but what that half, means. Half the country's already gotten hit by it. Like I saw a news story that in Denver, Colorado, the temperature went from 48 degrees to eight in the span of 30 minutes. It's like Independence Day. It is. You know where everything freezes like a meat. It's like and it's, it's going across the country because it starts in the Midwest and it's like. And then I think people in California are probably just riding high, right? Well, like they always do. A friend of mine posted uh, her husband and her son out riding bikes on the beach, but they were both wearing heavier jackets. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a big deal because in California, people don't own stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we're laughing about it, but there is it is it is going to be dangerously cold. Yeah, so, it is. So check on your people. Check on your pets. Check on your, bring your pets inside. Bring and, your neighbor's pets inside. Uh, bring your neighbors inside if necessary and uh, run your faucets so your pipes don't close. Oh yeah, we got to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always do it. Do you really? I don't know how. Do yeah. you just like let it drip? Yeah. 
All of them. Bathtubs. No, just one. Oh, that's all it takes? Yeah. To not, quote unquote, freeze the pipes? I think in theory, it is supposed to be the faucet that is farthest away from the water inlet into the house. So that would be like our bathroom? It's probably the studio bathroom or our bathroom. And you you run the cold water um, because then it's just... The water just continues to move through the pipes, so yeah. the pipes don't have a chance to freeze as quickly. But when I was growing up, it was the kitchen sink. If we forgot to run the kitchen sink, my dad, because our the way our, our house is built, uh, there was a crawl space under the kitchen. So my dad would have to crawl under there in no. the morning before he went to work. And I don't, I don't remember all the stuff that he used to use. I think like a propane torch. A hair dryer. I remember going to your house a number of years ago and going into the basement and they, your dad had like the coils on the pipes. Yep. Which was like a totally new thing for me. Like I have, I'd never heard of that. And I was like, Jeff, what's what's the pipes? And you're like, oh, that's when it's it gets cold. They like. I don't know. Did he have them or was he talking about getting them? Or was I thought I, he had, or was I trying to talk him into getting them? Because I thought he had them. Maybe he didn't. I'm sure he'll text me after he hears this. Um, but I had never even heard of such a thing until yeah, I like went up north with you. Um, okay, so today here's kind of the agenda for now through the end of the year is that we are just gonna have like a chatty show. We're not gonna have any segments today. Um, I want to talk about the end of the closing of one year, the opening of another, because for Jeff and I, and I think the upside community, it's a really, we take new beginnings very seriously in a good way, meaning that we will use any excuse that we can to start a fresh chapter. And we encourage you to do that as well, because that can be, sometimes that can be the difference between life and death for some people. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like the chance to start over. So um, that's what we're going to Mo- talk about. Monday, first of the month, any of those. First of the year, we'll take it. First candle, yes. Hanukkah. Sure, you got it. We'll be we'll, we'll, we'll be Jewish for, for this cycle if it gets us a start if date. If it gets us, yeah, a start date to something. And um, it. it really has been transformative for us. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then next week, we are off. So there's going to be no upside. Uh, next week, we're taking a little vacation. There's going to be no pick-me-up next week. Um, and that'll be back starting in the new year. Um, okay. So Jeff, do you even remember what your word of the year was last year? No. Okay. So we have, do you, I wrote it down. Oh, okay. Cause my word for the year, Oh, was it yours organization? Mine was organized. So what I did was on our last show of the year in my handy dandy planner that I used all year for my organization, I wrote down on January 1st, what our words of the year were for 2022. So we would remember to record it. And yeah, so I think I'll go first. Cause that just lends itself to organization. Yeah. Um, I was so much more organized this year with like planning and, all of that kind of stuff. I also, I know I've said this a couple of times in the show, but I am so beyond proud of myself because it's so out of my comfort zone. I organized our finances. I mean, I spent count. I, I don't even know how many hours, days probably. The, I think the only thing, and I'm so one, happy you did that. And two, 
proud of you for taking that on because you avoided it for a while. Oh my God. Because so you were so intimidated by it, but it's only if it wasn't numbers, you would have attacked it and made it great and yes. made it organized. But the fact that there's numbers involved, you I, I think it just overwhelmed your brain. It overwhelmed me. And there was a lot more like it. I'm used to my stuff, which like before I owned a business and before I met you, like I had one checking account and one savings account and that was it. And I didn't, I owned a car. So I had a car payment, but like didn't own a home, didn't own. So my taxes are like, dang it, straightforward. Now I have a couple jobs. I have a business. I have it. So things just get more complicated and I don't really know what I'm doing. So this year, I hired professionals, which was the greatest gift that I gave, I think, to both of us. So we got a bookkeeper involved this year. We got a financial advisor, like smart people that can give us a little bit of direction. Um, so I'm most proud of the organization of our finances um, and then my calendar organization. Um, I don't know what your word is for next year, but I think it should be, I think, it should, one thing you should work on is you still have, you still dramatically round numbers. You do too. Yeah, but you do it way worse than I do. I don't think so. I think you, I mean, I do. I, I exaggerate numbers. I, you but I do not exaggerate them. Um, if, if we get a bill for $192, Callie says, okay, we, we missed a payment. We have to pay this immediately. I say, how much is it? She says, it's $1,000. It's not that bad. And I pad it so we're never let down. Like when I say like, oh, we're having to dip out of savings for X, Y, and Z. Like we always have a pad there. Um, and I pad everything to our favor. So, you know, it's like a little surprise. Like if you think the bill is a thousand dollars and you only pay 196 cause that's what it actually is. Like, that's great. That's not a bad problem to have. Um, we had a where, bill, we had a bill last week that Sadie's medical bill. Yeah. Sadie went to the vet for all of her stuff. And I, for whatever reason, thought it was Chef six, goes, it was six, a $750 bill. No, I didn't say 750. You, I said 700 because for whatever reason, I thought it was $696. So I came out and and Callie's like, how's Sadie? I said, Sadie's fine, but that cost 700 bucks that I wasn't planning, that we were planning I was planning like, on. oh my God. And it was still a lot of money. It just was not $700. Well, it was 606 Yeah. And Callie, when we, when, when we corrected that or when she pointed that out, because I- Gave her the receipt. Uh, I well, I my response was, well, that's still a ton of money. Kelly goes, yeah, but it's like we just found one hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like okay. it's not minus seven hundred now; it's only minus six hundred. Yeah, so it's like we just got a bonus. I will say though, but you, so I round numbers in our favor to pat us from trouble. You round our numbers to like downplay things. Like I'm like, how much was that pair of shoes? You're like, ah, eh, like sixty bucks, and it was like. You know, 112. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jeff. Don't. Yeah, but it was 60. The shoes were 60, but the, I, I bought some socks. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, a scarf. Anywho, so I'm really proud of that. I think we've done a really good job this year. I hope you feel proud of that. For, um, for you? No, for the organization. Oh, yeah. Totally. My word of the year. And I feel like it was very productive. Is it perfect? No. I feel like in my personal life, so disorganized in terms of just like the 
two job thing was really, really hard um, this year. And I feel like we were trying to grow our business and, and still hold down the job in the early hours and the whole, it was just made life so disorganized in so many other ways, but I feel proud of what I was able to accomplish. I want to find a way to talk about that. Maybe you can put this in your calendar for next year. Mm -hmm. On the first week of next year or in early January, I would like to have a smart discussion, not just kind of a freewheeling, well, whatever, you know, this is what happened to us, but I, I, there has to be a way for all of us to do a cost analysis on stuff that has just become routine. For example, uh, I don't think Callie or I realized how much her 4 a.m. work schedule was a challenge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there are, I think if I went back and looked in my life, there would be a million things that I did just because it was routine and habit and whatever, that once I was forced to snap that, it ended up being a benefit. Mm -hmm. And there has to be a way, there has to be a scientific way. I think I've talked about this before and called it like a life audit where, where, you could take a 30,000 foot view and and analyze your life so that you're measuring not only income and uh, experience, but you're also measuring happiness and peace and peace of mind. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So your word of the year last year was schedule. Oh, yeah, I kind of stuck to that. Well, I don't think it was sticking to. I think it was like something that you were trying to like have in the forefront of your mind and think about and actively work on all year. Um, So I don't even know if it was like improve. I think it was like a theme word. Yeah. And I think that you wanted to like define your year. I think what's what's beautiful if you have a mind like mine is that's the word you come up with in January and you probably try to do it. I probably tried to stick to a schedule for three weeks, faded away, disappeared, didn't stick to a schedule. And then in April or May, somebody gave me the advice to schedule every like block out time mm-hmm. or whatever. And I started doing that and, oh, it was work-related. Mm-hmm. Was it last year? I don't know. Time is so, what am I talking about? Time is so weird. Was Is this the whole reason I came up with the word schedule? Yeah, I think the reason that you came up with the word schedule, it was something that remember you, at some point somebody told me even if you're working from home, if you schedule especially out your life. if you're a work from home person, then schedule office hours. Yeah, that was life changing, man. Yeah, and I think you worked. I mean, you may not have, you may not be thinking about it sitting at this very moment, but I think the word schedule has been super prominent in your life this year, trying to figure out how your brain best functions and what's best like for our family. And I think you and I have been working out what's best for us. Cause I think all year we've been working on scheduling our lives and trying to find not balance, but a routine that works for both of our lives with a small child. And that's been a really 
I think a lot of people underestimate when you throw a lot of like irons in the fire, how hard that scheduling becomes Yeah, just for basic stuff. Like I need a haircut or you like you went weeks this year without a haircut and like your hair was like in your face at a certain point, Jeff started using Ellie's hair ties. Like when his bangs would get too far in his face, but it's things like that where when you were, you're working with someone else and you're considering someone else's time scheduling gets really hard. So I actually think that scheduling has been at the forefront of your year all year. Um, I don't think having a word means that you're necessarily like mastering it, but I think it's a focus word. But that. I, I had no, I, I completely forgot that that was my word. So I, I am, I, <laughs> I'm going to embrace that flaw of mine where I forget things. I forget the promises that I've made to myself mm-hmm. every few months because it allows me to rediscover them. So subconsciously scheduling has been in the back of my mind and I just tried different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was, I think it's worked out well. Yeah. And now you definitely know what's good for you. You know, like, you know, that you need chunks of time, you know, that you need uninterrupted chunks of time. And that's something that you learned about yourself. Like I remember we had, I had like time management classes in I think like sixth grade or something like that really young, but I think that's pretty rare. And I think a lot of adults, like every new phase in your life, you have to figure out how to manage your time differently. And I think just like Ellie kind of threw a wrench into that where we had to completely deconstruct everything and reconstruct it. But I think time management is just, yeah, certain points in your life. You just have to like sit down and be like, okay, how do I survive and like function and like actually have time to take a shower? Right. You know? Um, so would you like to talk about your 2023 word of the year? Yeah. My 2023 word of the year, uh, is going to be execution. Talk about that. I am a person who likes to analyze and consider all angles. I like to sleep on decisions. I, if somebody, I mean, it's to the point where I have, and I've gotten much better about this, but if I know that I'm busy on Wednesday and somebody sends me an email and says, Hey, can we hop on a zoom on Wednesday or can we have lunch on Wednesday or can we do whatever? I don't even respond right away and tell them no, even though I know it's a no, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I do it. Uh, Maybe it's because I don't want them to feel bad. I don't know. It's stupid. But I'll I'll write back to some people and go, let me look. Even though I know it's a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I um, have just decided to make uh, – I'm going to save the analysis for the really important decisions. And I'm just going to decide things. I'm just going to trust my gut. I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm so scared of not failing, but I'm so scared of making the wrong decision. And somebody pointed out to me recently in the past several months that I am talented enough that even if I make the wrong decision, I can get myself out of it. You can, I, you can get yourself out of it. And you can also, even if you make a decision that you wind up looking back on it and being like, you know, I kind of wish I, that probably I wouldn't have chosen that now. Um, 
that's a stepping stone. There's a right. lesson. There's something that makes you better right? because of a decision that, you know, like we all have choices and whatever choice we make, either it's good and fulfilling and wonderful and, and brings us something great or it's hard. It's a struggle. Maybe we wouldn't choose it again, but it gave you a lesson and brought you to somewhere else. Um, right. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it is incredibly true. And I think the waste of time is the worry about making the wrong decision. Right. Um, for most, cause most of the decisions that we stress over and think, Oh my gosh, this is the wrong thing. It's the right thing. Most of them are not life threatening decisions or something that you can't get yourself out of later. Right. Um, very so. few, none of them are very few are. Yeah. In life. I mean, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah, my word, oddly enough, is also execute, but it is for a different reason. And I thought about this for a while about who I wanted to be next year. And you, I think- <laughs> Is yours, is, is are you doing execute like a death penalty? Mm -hmm. That's your version no. of execution? No, mine is because <laughs> I am such a people pleaser and I think I've gotten better about this, but I'm like, well, wonder what they think and I, even with you and it's interesting because you don't care a lot of the things that I ask you about I think in some sometimes you would rather me just make decisions yes but you know perfect and this is like a tiny little example but you know like my parents invited us over for dinner later this week and I was like um I was like hey uh or they asked me and I, in my head, my natural reaction is to think, well, I should probably go home and ask Jeff and tell my parents I'll get back with them later. Cause I want to consider Jeff. Like you don't care. You're right. like lasagna. Sweet. Okay. Do we have anything else going on? Cool. Right. And I think I naturally defer to other people and I do it in business too. And it drives me crazy because I am capable of making my own decisions and making educated decisions based on my knowledge and also what I want and not that it's bad to defer to other people, but I do it all the time. And I think it causes but, you some stress too, that I'm always like, Hey, what do you want to do about this? Hey, what do you want to do? Instead of just making decisions and moving forward. Well, the personal part of it between you and I is I think, you know, what I am passionate about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I communicate with you well what's important to me. And yeah. outside, I kind of have a, I either care about it on a level 10 or I care about it on a level one. Right. I'm very, so I I think, yeah, so for that, but um, from a business point of view, and I think, I think you are just, you have always worked around really big and dominant personalities. And I think that makes it difficult to be assertive. That's true. You know, um, because your job has always been to be, to have half of your face in the shadows. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you worked in music, anything, uh, any job like that. But because you've been so close to big decision makers and watch really big decisions get made on the fly, you are good at it. Yeah. 
you can analyze stuff quickly mm-hmm. and spit things out. So I um, hope you stick with it because I think one, I think it'll make everything run more efficiently. And two, um, I think it will not take long for it to just become habit mm-hmm. and you to have the confidence to just do it without yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. If it's something dumb like lasagna night. Yeah. Not that lasagna night's dumb. We love you know, lasagna. Yeah, but you know what I mean. We love free lasagna. Or if it's a work, because you've expressed frustration with that before, being on a work call mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, let me talk it over with Jeff and get back to you. Yeah. That when there's no reason at all for you to talk it over with me. Right. And I think you've said to me after calls like that, you can just make the decision. So anyways, that is what we're going to be focusing on next year. Personally, professionally, I think it'll be really good for us. I'm excited for a fresh start and a new year. I feel like this year for in our house was mass chaos. Um, And I think that next year is going to be a year of peace, I hope. And... Yeah, I hope you pick your word and think about who you want to be next year and marinate on it and um, live. Um, what was I? What was the word I was trying to think of? Um, manifest the life that you want to live next year. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. 